Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from bombastic bards to burning blades, and today we're talking about brass dragons. the dragon it's back indeed it's back again indeed for one of the last times <laughs> well yeah we, we got a few more of these but uh yes today we're talking about brass dragons all right um so in dungeons and dragons brass dragons are the weakest of the five major metallic dragons uh they're also the smallest um some would also consider them to be the most benign of all dragon kind uh except for 4e for some reason 4e for some reason brass dragons are like uh, vicious, ravenous monsters. You know, they're like vicious mercenaries, which is totally <laughs> contradictory to every other edition. But uh, in all other editions, brass dragons are quite gregarious and both famous and at times infamous for their deep love of socializing and conversation. Okay. Are they mercenaries at all? No, no. Bronze dragons are kind of the, the mercenaries, mm-hmm. canonically. I don't know why 4E decided to mix that up. <laughs> okay. But whatever. Shout out to 4E. Shout out to 4E. Doing things different. Mm-hmm. Um, brass dragons have a quite distinctive and unique look, which at this point I'm realizing is just kind of true for all D&D dragons. They all look really unique and distinctive, and they're all really well designed. And so shout out to D&D publishers for doing a good job on dragons. You yeah. Know, it's in the name. So uh, the the heads of brass dragons are defined by uh, a broad crest plate that fans out and back with a slight curve from their cheeks and from their forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a small frill that runs down the length of their neck to the tip of their tail. Their wings are probably the most prominent physical feature, though. Um, they are essentially these enormous triangular sails that almost like a manta ray that um, are directly connected to the brass dragon's body from the shoulder all the way down to the tip of the tail. Is this one of those dragons that likes the ocean climates? No, uh, this dragon actually likes things very, very dry. Oh, so it's the desert manta. It's a desert manta. That's yes, cool. Indeed. 
<laughs> um, their wings are widest at the shoulder and they taper gently towards the tail. Now, this is somewhat similar to the wing setup of copper dragons, but mm. with copper dragons, their wings taper much, much more severely, giving them kind of a Y shape when they're in flight. Okay. Um, brass dragons have more of a just just a triangle, like they just look like a flying triangle from below. Okay. Um, when first born, brass dragons have very uh, dull brown scales, but as they age, their scales begin to shine with a warm, burnished luster. Oh, of, I wonder if that is that like something that derives from like smithing or working with metals. Um, perhaps I, I noticed this, this is actually really common amongst all dragons. Like most dragons, when they're born, their scales are like really like dull and dark. And then they become more vibrant as they get older. I wonder what that's based off of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also, brass dragons, uh, everywhere they go, they they carry a like an, an aura or a smell of oiled, heated metal. That's cool. Which, yeah. I'm not sure what that smells like, but I feel like I would know it if I smelled it. <laughs> it smells like um, it smells like when you like, are like holding your car keys for too long, and uh-huh. then you like go to like scratch your nose <laughs> okay cool you're i can like, see that yeah Ugh. sure that's hilarious it's like a hot day so you're all sweaty <laughs> right that's gross <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as i said before brass dragons are uh, very boldly talkative mm. um they basically live for conversation and your average brass dragon will likely engage in conversation with tens of thousands of creatures in its extremely long life um due to this deep love of conversation for conversation's sake, paired with the fierce intelligence that brass dragons uh, have, um, they have a tendency to become fluent in hundreds of languages, which, of course, just feeds their ability to talk even more. Um, they, yeah, they also have a tendency to become quite the information brokers, uh, basically through osmosis. Essentially, when you talk to everyone all the time, you inevitably learn secrets and gossip. Uh, you also probably inevitably form like networks of friendships and uh, communications across the land. So a type um, of horde, wouldn't you say, William? I would say so. Yeah, they definitely hoard information for sure. Um, and they, they hoard sweet, sweet conversation topics. Sweet, sweet <laughs> icebreakers. Indeed. They're okay. so good at that. And uh, and brass dragons are more than willing to part with their valuable information in exchange for treasure or for just more good conversation. It's uh, it's like button trading. It's like going to Disneyland and like swapping out buttons. Is that a thing? Yeah. What what do, what do you mean? What, what buttons? Like aluminum buttons or whatever, like pins. Sorry, pins. Oh, pins. Oh, okay, pins. pins. I was Some literally buttons. picturing buttons. <clears throat> Some of them are enamel. Gotcha. Pins. Okay, that's interesting. Um, because of brass dragons' overt friendliness, um, along with their peaceful and generous personalities, there's this common misconception that brass dragons are the humblest of all dragon kind. And if you were to ask a brass dragon, they would agree that humility is one of among their many virtues. But in truth. Yes, They're, I am the most humble I of all dragons. Humble. It's so true. It is I. <laughs> the best. Indeed. Most humble. Um, but, but, the, but, but the truth is that uh, their eager to please attitudes actually stems from a form of draconic hu- hubris. Uh, essentially, brush dragons consider themselves such gifted conversationalists and such excellent company that they can't bear to allow any sentient being to miss out on the benefit of their presence. <laughs> so it doesn't come from the most humblest of places. No, I imagine not. Yeah, indeed. So this behavior of insisting on talking to everyone can actually become pretty extreme. Um Pretty much anyone walking within a brass dragon's territory is fair game and will be approached to be talked to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, no exceptions. Unless That's... it's, like, an obviously evil creature, then the brass dragon's like, no, get out of my get out of my. Time territory. to die. Time and to die. And, like, polymorphs back out into dragon form and <laughs> in, eats them and flies indeed. away. <laughs> so if, 
if any being attempts to leave the territory without engaging in conversation, the brush ring will follow them. Oh, man. Yeah, they will not let you go without a conversation. If said being continues to attempt to escape, um, it is a distinct <laughs> possibility. <laughs> that I'm, I'm imagining myself, like, not wanting to talk to a stranger know, really, right? really badly. Like, like no, my anxiety is up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Take my wallet. <laughs> my keys. Stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but if this being continues to attempt to escape, as it seems you would, um, there's a distinct possibility that the breast dragon might use its sleeping gas breath to knock out the person. <laughs> And then when that person awakens, they might find themselves either pinned beneath a dragon claw or buried up to the neck in sand until the dragon's thirst for conversation is slated. You wake up with some man sitting on your chest and he's like, when I was a boy <laughs> right. and you try to get away, he's like, no, you will listen. You listen. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how that would go. <laughs> We're going to get to know each other, friend. <laughs> so what a fucking creep. I know. Brass dragons can be like I said, all dragons seem to have some sort of like slight mental illness. <laughs> So the only thing that rivals a brass dragon's love for conversation is their love for heat and fire. Uh, they live exclusively in dry, arid, hot climates such as deserts or dry savannas, uh, and they make their layers in rocky caves atop mesas or steep cliffs or in canyon walls, preferably with a wall facing east in order to enjoy the heat of a rising sun. That's what you do to, if you're trying to dodge a drag a brass dragon. You just walk by your local like. Uh, brick oven pizza shop and they'll just go right in. Yeah, they just can't they'll resist. Just, they'll just go stand you know as, they're close going as, inside. as close to that pizza as possible. <laughs> they love those places. <laughs> so uh, their terrain of choice ends up putting them at odds with both blue and brown dragons. Now, blue dragons are a serious threat uh, due to the fact that brass dragons are you know, much, much weaker and blue dragons just blatantly outstrip them in power. Yeah. Um, Blue dragons also have a superior range on their breath weapon with that, like, lightning strikes. Mm. Uh, and blue dragons are much superior flyers. I think we talked about in the blue dragons episode. Blue dragons yeah, are pretty the crazy. best flyers amongst dragons. So if a blue dragon moves in to town, it's pretty much a wash for the brass dragon who will vacate immediately. Um, and only return if they can muster the strength to drive out of blue. Maybe they can get a few brass buddies to show up. Or, you know, they do have a lot of friends, so they could maybe get some adventurers to... That's a cool adventure hook. Like, oh, there's this blue dragon terrorizing countryside. No, he just took my home. You just but, you got, <laughs> but you hire a group of adventurers to drive them out. That'd be kind of fun. And then you have to kill, like, a bunch of brown dragons right after. Right, right. Because they're like, you've done it. <laughs> you've and done now it. we will undo you. Exactly. They're, like, poaching you. So now, brown dragons are far less of a threat for brass dragons because uh, they're much more closer to the same power level, but also brown's pretty much can't fly so brass dragons have the high ground in any type of combat situation were so. brass or were brown dragons the one that could jump they could just like kind of sand sail right they like can sand sail the jumpers i think were the gray dragons who also struggle at flying the, the gray dragon was the boxing like rock dragon yeah they're like dragon. the bulldog dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool 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 so um, for all their love of conversation brass dragons do not care for the company of each other okay surprising sure so we talked a little bit about this uh, excuse me, in the Copper Dragons episode because the Copper Dragons kind of have a similar situation. So when it comes down to it, brass dragons are too similar to be friends. Their incessant yammering over each other will lead to irritation as each tries to get a word in. <laughs> they, they're just yelling at each other like, what is even the point of this? I know. And they're both yelling the same thing at each other for like an hour exactly. before they just part ways. <laughs> right. And like, and then the irritation, this can lead to bickering and arguing and then to insult throwing. And with draconic pride being what it is. Um, eternal It'll enmity. Come to blows. Yeah, eternal enmity is almost inevitable. So, as such, brass dragons have the self awareness to keep only loose connections and contacts with its brass dragon neighbors. Um, they only really come uh, together 
when either banding together to fight a common enemy or for the purposes of courtship. So, oh, just like the um, weren't the copper dragons like real good at becoming putting aside their differences to become mates? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between the brass and the copper dragons. Greens too, right? We did we talked about that. With green um, dragons. Greens are very good at putting aside their differences for that mm. purpose. They actually end up making very dutiful parents. But let's take a short rest. Let's take a short rest. <laughs> Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. And you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. You hear that sound? It's a sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Yeah, much better. Start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you're covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Here on the Dungeon Cast, we struggled with where and how to run our merch shop, and now everything is running smoothly with Shopify's help taking things to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode that we're not talking about that anymore. Can you chill? Mostly you, Will. Can you chill, Will? Oh, I'm already chill. So fucking chill I'm sitting right here now. drinking my Rockstar Recovery. Rolling Chilling. hit die. <laughs> that too. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the show because it's, it allows me to express my love <laughs> and my appreciation for everybody that listens to the show. Thank you guys so much. Indeed. Thank you guys so much. It, it really means a lot that you guys give us the time to to watch our show and support us, whether that be through Patreon or just through comments and subscriptions and the like. It, it really helps out. Mention your love. And I love you guys for it. Specifically your love. Thank you. And now let's <laughs> talk about you did mention Patreon. We are going to shout out all of you new pledges. Indeed Thank we you are. For joining our podcast and supporting us to help keep the lights on. Uh, Matthew Gilliland. Thank you, Matthew. Sam Daly. Thank you, Sam. 
Uh, Sarah S. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Captain Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Mike. Stian Gulling Eldevik. What was that? What was that? S T I A N. Stian. Thank you, Stian. Sorry if I got that wrong. <laughs> Gerard Dunn. Thanks, Gerard. Eric Larson. Thank you, Eric. And yep, that's everybody. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us on Patreon. It means the world to us. Thank you guys so much. We have great news for Patreon. October is a big month. It is the mm-hmm. anniversary of the podcast coming True. up. Um, <clears throat> that means that we're going to be changing some stuff uh, in our Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, including things with and revolving around the $20 tier exclusive merch. If you caught the short rest in episode 150, thank you very much. Um, the shout out to Demogorgon Mug will be swapped out for some new exclusive merch, along with maybe mm-hmm. some other changes that we're talking about right now. Indeed. To help make Patreon a better place for you guys. So, um, also along those lines, we're going to be taking Flashbang, the. I almost said the animated series again. That was super <laughs> cool. Uh, Flashbang and the Surgeon, we're going to be taking season one uh, from behind the $10 paywall and moving it to the $5 paywall. So everybody that has heard about it that's in there for early episodes, there's now a going to be a full season of Flashbang and the Surgeon, um, a D&D campaign dungeon mastered by myself with special guest Jake and our friend Steve, um, where we take episodes of Batman the Animated Series and turn them into... A game of Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we want more people to know about that one. New episodes, season two of Flashbang and the Surgeon. We've recorded our world builder. It is now uh, the newer episodes of season two. Those are still going to go behind the $10 paywall. So um, you guys will still have like brand new fresh content coming in. And $5 tier will now have access to the, the fr- season one. Um yeah, we're, we're doing real cool stuff with that uh, season two of F-Bats. We're introducing a lot of the more iconic bad guys this season for sure. Cool beans. Um, that being said, if you guys want to, you can pledge any amount you want. We offer up to $50. Um, you can get your name as uh, transcribed to NPC status in SuperQuest Saga. It's true. Which we'll be talking more about at the end of the episode. But with that, I think we need to get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Returned. We've returned. And uh, we're back talking about brass dragons. So when it comes to the diet of brass dragons, they can and will eat almost anything if the need arises. But in actuality, they tend to eat and drink very little. Uh, Brass dragons recognize that their scarce habitats are quite fragile and um, incapable of sustaining enormous apex predators, predators such as themselves. So luckily, brass dragons have the inexplicable ability to live off only the morning dew that they collect in the early mornings. That seems... I don't know why. (laughs) It never is explained. (laughs) I'm never satiated. (laughs) Maybe that's why the brass dragons are the smallest and weakest of all dragons. They're malnourished. (laughs) They're like panda bears. They're just like so fucking smart. But please, like eat an apple. My God. (laughs) Eat something with some substance, man. (laughs) Right. So I, I take this like, again, the breast dragons are known as like the most peaceful and generous and kind. So like for them, it's like this is the the best path of affecting the least amount of creatures. OK, so are brass dragons like the halflings of the dragon world? Mm. They're like small and weak, but they're still super like charming. And yeah, I think that's a pretty good analog. Yeah, I think they might be like the halflings of the metallic dragons. Sure. <laughs> that's weird. It is a little odd, but okay. I think it's fairly fitting. So when it comes to the hordes of brass dragons, uh, brass dragons are not 
uh, partial to cold metals and jewelry like a lot of other dragons are. They prefer more organic type treasures like rare woods, textiles, uh, find handicrafts made from exquisite materials. And they store them in their warm, dry, aired lair um, to help preserve these treasures from deteriorating with age. Also with some magic, I'm sure. Their hordes got soul. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't like that cold, lifeless metal shit. No, they nah, don't. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Only that. Stuff, <clears throat> things with stories to tell. Things like talking pieces. <laughs> right. Okay. So, still though, these items will make up the bulk of the Brass Dragon's Horde. They are not the Brass Dragon's most prized possessions, though. So, above all things, Brass Dragons covet items that will allow them to converse with other personalities. Um, So, for example, enchanted sentient weapons, like... Brass dragons go crazy for that shit because it's someone to talk to. Hell yeah. Probably some, uh, probably an entity that's probably been around for a long time too because like entities like that are theoretically immortal. And oh. uh, also like things like enchanted lamps with a genie inside, like that's another prized position a brass dragon would very much covet. Oh yeah. So I covet genie bottles. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the regional and layer actions of brass dragons, um, because they are quite unique. First, uh, unlike other dragons, brass dragons don't keep their hordes within their lairs. Um, instead, brass dragons hide their hordes in multiple small portions in secret places spread across their territory, buried beneath sand. Land pockets. In land will. pockets, if you will, okay. indeed. Uh, the layers, uh, the layer itself will be carved out of the rocky cliffs, and they're essentially set up like these strangely hidden underground mansions. Complete complete with like elegant foyers, art galleries, storage rooms, and extravagant sleeping chambers. Uh, The centerpiece of these uh, underground mansions being what is called the Grand Conversation Hall. So this is where they spend a majority of their time entertaining uh, guests and friends and just having their most favored conversations. They're bringing in like four higher like Michelin star chefs and stuff to right. cater their party. Yeah. So they, they just build these uh, little land pockets as like super beast, like museum houses. Well, okay. So the land pockets are where they keep like small portions of their hoard. So that's more like a cave or like a tunnel. Or yeah. It's like going to be some sort of secret, probably trapped location. Okay. But like where they live is like just this underground mansion. Nice. That's <laughs> so super cool. I, that was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, that's really different from a lot of other dragons. You so. walk into the mountainside and you're in a house. <laughs> Indeed. Wow. So any questions about brass dragons before we get to their stats? Are they, how are they building these things? Uh, if hmm? they're building like this nice foyer into the mountainside, are they like commissioning this work? No, they, they usually do it in? themselves because you got to remember dragons are fully capable of magic and they're strong. They can dig out stone and whatnot. And so like, they'll probably dig out their rooms and... And then, like, you know, they'll spend time learning whatever art it is they need to, like, sculpt it, you know, yeah, magically yeah, totally. enchant it, make it look how they want. You know? So they, they dig it out as in their dragon form and then they become like a, a really burly, like handsome man. And then they just start like uh, or woman and they just start uh <laughs> Like placing bricks. Sure. I mean, I could see that. Maybe not, you know. Throwing down Obviously, they're not going to hire a crew, so they have to find some way to do it. So it's either through (laughs) magic or through, uh, you know, self-improvement. I've seen some. I've seen some magic. I'm not sure what they're doing, but have you seen those videos where they throw the mortar plaster up onto the wall Uh and they're like getting the high places? They're just like scooping it off of the scraper Uh and like throwing it up onto the high part of the wall. I've seen that. And it's like a randomly the super even coat. Right. This is a a burly person just like standing. And 
inside of this mountainside cave that they've eaten uh, and just like doing like really monotonous like labor work that. for like years and years because they live well, so long. Yeah, that's I could see that. But also, isn't there the the meld stone spell or shape stone spell? So they could do that too. It's the um, they they are scooping up magic off their scraper and throwing meldstone onto the wall. Exactly. Sure. That's exactly how they do it. Way to take the piss out of that one, Will. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just saying. That there's an easier way. Um, <laughs> there's an easier way. Magic. Indeed. So let's talk about the the ancient breast dragon stat block. So uh, armor class 20, 297 HP. Now this is a challenge rating 20. This is about as low as any of the major dragons go. I, I have to look at white dragon. That might be the only one. That might be weaker, but I'm pretty sure they match uh, challenge rating. So 20 for both. Okay. Um, I, yeah, still just massive scores. So, you know, strength 27, dex 10, constitution 25, intelligence 16. I, actually, for an ancient brass dragon, I feel like that intelligence should be a little higher. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I was given the impression from the lore that they're actually hyper intelligent. You know, dragons in general are supposed to be hyper intelligent. But yeah. Okay. Either way, their charisma is 19, which I think is pretty fitting for such a conversation-driven... Uh, monstrosity um they are immune to fire because they can breathe fire and so they get uh complete immunity to that kind of damage blind sight dark vision you know all all that stuff um they get the legendary resistance that all dragons get which right. just to reiterate if they fail a save they can just choose to succeed fail again the save don't exactly Magic. exactly it's the easy way it's the easy way Exactly. Um, and they can do it three times a day. Um, multi-attack, again, like all dragons, they get the bite, they get the claw, they get the tail. All pretty comparable damage. Uh, bites 2d10 plus 8 piercing. Claws 2d6 plus 8 slashing. Tail is 2d8 plus 8 bludgeoning. And uh, with the multi-attack, they get to do uh, one of each, I believe. Let me see here. Um, oh, and it can use its frightful presence as part of that attack. Oh, that's nice. Um and then again, all dragons get the frightful presence, which is just 120 foot radius of the dragon. Uh, any creature must succeed on DC 18 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. Now there are creature, there are like abilities in the game you take that make you immune to fear, like automatically, right? Yes, absolutely. Like the halfling has that. Um, halfling be... does have at least advantage on fear. At is least this, is barbarian the other one? What are the? What, what, uh, there are all kinds of up? classes with features that do that. Like there are paladin and fighter. A class stuff that does that, like depending on paths you take and choices you make. Mm. Um, I can't name any of them off the top of my head, but um, specifically the paladin one, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but um, but there's there is a lot of immunity to fear, which is pretty funny because a, <laughs> a lot of uh, well, like, high end creatures have fear effects. Yeah, like all the staple ones, like beholder and stuff too. You're gonna need to be like immune to fear somehow. Yeah, you're gonna be real fucking brave to handle this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fear immunity. It's just like not giving a fuck. Exactly. Um, oh, that's a cool reflavor for halfling. Yeah, that doesn't give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That was your first mistake. That's the halfling barbarian. <laughs> there They're we super go. Immune to fear. I really want to build a halfling barbarian because I think the idea is really cool. Oh yeah, we talked. We talked. We used to talk about it a lot more, yeah. but we've talked about it. Getting them ankles. Yeah, getting them ankles. Just get them ankles. <laughs> I rage. My teeth get all sharp. Indeed. And my eyes go completely black. I like that. That's also terrifying. That <laughs> I'm like a piranha. Totally horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like a shark. Okay, so let's talk about their breath weapons because metallic dragons get two. Uh, the first being their fire breath. So the dragon exhales fire in a 90 foot line that is 10 feet wide. Each creature in that line must make a DC 21 dexterity saving throw or take 16 D6 fire damage on a failed save. Half, half damage on a successful one. So again, massive damage as it should be. Yes. Um, metallic dragon's second breaths are always non-lethal breaths. And then in the case of the brass dragon, it's their sleep breath. Mm. So 
The dragon exhales sleep gas in a 90-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 21 constitution saving throw or fall unconscious for 10 minutes. Now, that is very powerful. That's a long, long time. The effect ends for a creature if the creature takes damage or someone uses an action to wake it up. But, like, all the dragon has to do is put you to sleep, pick you up, carry you high, high, high into the sky. Steal your kidneys. That, too. High, high, high into the sky and just let you drop. I mean, you're you're done. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. I mean, your kidneys will live on. Don't fight a brass dragon. It'll drop you from the sky. <laughs> It'll drop you from <laughs> thousands of feet. Indeed. To your death. That uh, To me, that ups its challenge rating, if you ask me. But anyways. What if you accidentally, <laughs> like, it mistimes it and you wake up and you're like a monk or something? Can you oh. li- outlive that? Can't you, like, mitigate <laughs> fall damage? I know that would be hilarious. Can. That would be pretty funny. I mean, there's also, like, a paladin. You can grow wings, like, and sure. stuff. If you're high enough level, obviously. But... Yeah, so there, yeah, but 10 minutes, that's a long time. That's a long that's time. That's a long time. And that's so, to perform minor surgery to steal your organs. Exactly. So, um, uh, metallic dragons also all get the chain shape ability, which just gives them free magical polymorph. Okay. Um, so, brass dragon gets that as well. And then back to legendary actions. All dragons have the same three. So, detect, which is a wisdom perception check that they can make, um, a tail attack that they can make, or a wing attack that they can make, all on their off turn. So. Any questions about the brass dragon? If you were a brass dragon mm-hmm. and you had the polymorph, mm-hmm. uh, what celebrity would you polymorph into? I don't. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have an interesting answer to your question. What a- Abra- do you have an answer? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. With no. Is no, there a why? Do you have a reason for that? Uh, I I don't know. I'm just fucking riffing it, man. Okay, you, gotcha. you gotta you gotta say one. You gotta say one. I don't got one. Um, I don't know who's my favorite celebrity right now these days. I don't really. This is that lore they they crave. Will the lore they saw more in the title and they're oh, like, man. let's go. Let's You're get killing that. me here. You put me on the spot. Favorite celebrity. Um, athletes or celebrities. Athletes or celebrities. Who's that red bearded but guy? I don't, uh, Name would, the red beard. Justin Turner. Yeah, just or, yeah. Him look I don't. Like Justin I don't want to like. I don't want to be Justin Turner though. But your brass dragon would be. It's fantasy, Will. It's pretend. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know what? I, I would want to be a Dodger baseball player because then I get to take a nap at uh, home plate at uh, Dodger Stadium. There we go. That's <laughs> go my sneak answer. One. Okay, cool. Okay. Watch so, out for brass dragon. That means that I think we can get plate. ready for a long rest. And before we go, <laughs> okay. I think, uh, what should we talk about? Super Quest Saga? Super Quest Saga. Super Quest Saga. It's Super a, Quest Saga. It's a, it's a, <laughs> go ahead. You tell them. Wait, you tell him. Okay, so it's a sci-fi. It's a game we play. It's a game we play. It's a sci-fi 5e D&D live play that we play here on YouTube, but it's also a podcast, and it can be listened to on any podcast app you can think of. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. And uh, yeah, it's just me, Brian, uh, Josh Freeland, and uh, special guest Jake sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons in space. Yeah, man. um, I think... You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but me and Will do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're it's pretty good at it these yeah. days. We're okay. Yeah. I started uh, not knowing nothing, and now I know lots of stuff. You know so something. I know some things. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know how to do magic. It's true. Come watch me do magic, and then I'll cast spells sometimes too. It's true. He plays a warlock, and um, yeah, the links in the description. And please come support us. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the dungeon cast and yeah. uh, as a general housekeeping. I we we kind of stopped doing this, but you can reach out to us at the dungeoncast at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you want to hit us up about any like ad space inquiry, or if you just want to tell us like a cool story or about a game you played or, or about anything. We get a lot of really dope messages. Um, we try to respond to everybody, so thanks to everybody who has emailed in the show lately. 
Um, if we haven't responded to you yet, we'll be getting there. Don't worry. Indeed. Uh, with that, let's call it a game. We will call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis Ohanian. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D&D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.